Hey friends, welcome to episode two of Beyond the Booze. I am super excited about this episode today. One of the reasons being I actually have had the idea to create a sobriety devotional for a while now, mostly because when I was feeling tempted or even just in everyday life, you know, especially when you're in the very beginning of your sobriety journey, I just needed scripture to meditate on to help me stay focused on God and to help me stay sober. So I'm so excited for this episode today and I hope it blesses you. Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the Most High, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. Hey friends, so before we dive into three scriptures to fight temptation, to drink, and to stay sober, I wanted to remind you to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. And if this episode speaks to you, I ask that you would share it with a friend who may be struggling right now. And if you're bold, share it on your Instagram story and tag me at Victoria A. Plummer. All right, let's dive in. So we're going to start by talking about temptation that I've been dealing with for a while. So um, I've been sober from alcohol and thank God he has really removed that desire from my heart. And anytime the desire to, oh, I'll just have a drink, I am always reminded that it's a gamble and that if I drink, I could get angry. I could just start the cycle all over again. Um, And again, it's just not worth it. So then I stop thinking about it. Uh, But I am not perfect. And even though I've been sober from alcohol, I have struggled with uh, quitting weed. And um, I had quit before, but four years ago, I picked it up again. And it's been a struggle to let go. Um, I've gone through bouts of sobriety with that. And right now, you know, I am sober from that. And I will stay sober from that, Lord willing, um, just by his spirit alone. But yeah, so as far as temptation, even though right now alcohol isn't a temptation and I'm not feeling super tempted by (laughs) weed, I know that, you know, we still face temptation and the enemy is still whispering in our ears and trying to get us off track and, you know, getting us distracted. Um, And yeah, so let's talk about what Jesus did. Um, You might be familiar with Matthew chapter four, where Satan tempts Jesus in the wilderness. Um, I'm just going to read the story real fast. 
Um, and I might ad lib a little bit, but I am in the NIV version. The reason I want to share this is because Jesus fought temptation with scripture. Okay. So if Jesus, the son of God, you know, if he fought Satan with scripture and he fought those lies coming from him with scripture, how much more should we fight those lies with scripture, right? And what's also kind of cool that I actually just realized is that Jesus used three scriptures to fight the enemy's lies. And I'm going to give you three scriptures today. So kind of cool, but let me just start with sharing that story real fast. Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Okay, I'm not even going to continue reading this. You can read this for yourself. It's Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. But first of all, I just want to say that the enemy... Okay, it says the spirit uh, led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Okay, um, so it's not saying that God tempted Jesus, but the devil tempted Jesus. and But he was led to the wilderness to be tempted. And I think that's because for Jesus to live a sinless life for us, he would have had to deal with the same temptations that we have, we have to deal with. So also verse 2, it says, After 40 days and 40 nights of fasting, he was hungry. So the enemy comes when we're weak, you know? Um, I just wanted to point that out. And the last thing I wanted to point out is that Satan knows scripture, okay? So we need to know it even better because (laughs) he tries to twist the scripture around to test Jesus and to tempt Jesus. Verse 6, he says, If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, and that means he's quoting scripture, He will command his angels concerning you. And then, of course, Jesus comes back and says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Um, And then the third time that Satan tries to to tempt him, he says, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So the third time that he quotes scripture back to Satan, he departs from him. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's get into the three verses I want to share with you to memorize, hopefully. (laughs) And that way, when you're feeling tempted, you can come back to these scriptures. So the first scripture is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will provide a way out so that you can endure it. So this one I had memorized from years ago when I took this class um, at Watermark Church called Equip Disciple. Um, and yeah, it was one of these scripture memory memory verses that we had to memorize. Yeah, I, I love this verse because it reminds you that 
no temptation has overtaken you except what is common. You know, we're all tempted. So there's no shame in that. Besides that, um, it says that when you are tempted, God will provide a way out so that you can endure it. So our job is to look for that way out. Okay. Are we being tempted because we're invited to a party? Um, and right now we're in the beginning of our sobriety journey and it's really hard to be around a bunch of people being drunk. All right. Well, you know what? You don't have to go to that party. You can say no. It's okay. You can make an, make up an excuse. You could find something better to do. There's a way out. Okay. All right. Next verse is John 8 verse 34. It says, Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. This is one I actually used kind of recently, um, and it was just a really good reminder that if I sin, I am a slave to sin. Okay, so for me, that was if I smoke weed and, you know, maybe not everyone considers that a sin, but for me, it was something that I knew that God was calling me to stop doing. And if I were to go against what God's calling me to do, I think that's sin. So, um yeah, very truly, I tell you, whoever sins is a slave to sin. And that means that we're just going to continue to go back to that thing. We are enslaved to it. Thanks to God, we are set free because of Jesus. But who wants to be a slave to sin? Not me. The last verse I want to share is Romans 6, 12 through 13. This one I memorized and I used a lot when I was feeling tempted Um, and honestly, the whole chapter is really great. Uh, I'm pretty sure I tried to memorize the whole thing, but that didn't work out. Um, so anyways, I'm going to give you this one verse and then I want to go back and actually read the chapter because I mean, not the entire chapter, but I want to go back and read some of the chapter because I feel like it helps elaborate more, um, on how I guess sin works. So the verse that I had memorized was Romans 6, 12 through 13. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. I love this verse. Um, But yeah, so don't let sin reign in your body so that you obey its evil desires. So when you let sin rule you, you're just going to be a slave to it and you're going to obey its evil desires. And so it gives you this option to, instead of offering yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, offer yourself to God. Offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. So let God use you for his good and his glory and to help other people. Yeah, so I'm going to go again back to Romans 6. I love this passage. I'm going to go to, let's see, verse 6. We'll start there. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. 
The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Jesus Christ. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any of your do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. Verse 16. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves to the one you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. All right, guys, I'm going to stop there and... All right, guys, so your homework is to choose one of these verses to memorize. That way, when you are feeling tempted, you will have something to stand on. You will have something to meditate on and to repeat to yourself. And, you know, there's so many other tools. Um, One of my biggest revelations with staying sober was to stop trying to fight it all on my on my own strength you know the biggest revelation i had it was to to live in the spirit to let jesus into my boat to let him into my heart and to let god fight this for me and and to pray for god to change my mind and change the way i think and to transform me from the inside out and to not just continue to fight on my own strength because that never works, um, or at least it didn't work for me. So, yeah, I want you to remember memorize one of these verses, and next time you're feeling tempted, I want you to come back to this verse, memorize it, write it on the tablet of your heart, and yeah, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.